Hello, I'm Sean. Welcome to Wellspring Baptist Church Podcast. We're glad that you're listening today. For more information on all that's happening at Wellspring, please visit our website at www.wellspringbaptistchurch.org. I hope this message is a blessing to you. We'll be wrapping up the, um, this series that we've been doing on Sunday mornings for a little while of uh, by faith. We could go on and on, really, uh, about the, uh, uh, those of the Old Testament that had faith and their example. But I thought from the inspiration of the Scripture, we better wrap it up. And, and uh, Hebrews 11 and verse um, 32, the Bible says, And what shall I more say, for the time would fail me to tell of Gideon, of Barak, and of Samson, of Jephthah, and David also, and Samuel, and of the prophets. When I read that scripture, I thought, well, if the apostle thought it was time to wrap it up, time would fail him uh, to tell of all these things, then maybe uh, it's time for us uh, to start to wrap it up as well. So uh, I thought, we've studied all these things about the faith of those that have gone before us. But can I say this, that uh, now it's our turn. And now it's our time. And this is our age uh, to live by faith. In this environment, in these circumstances, and all the things that uh, are around us that we see, this is our time, and we're the people that are called to live by faith uh, in, in this age. So look with me in Hebrews chapter 12, in verse 1. He says, wherefore... And by the way, we, we, those, those words kind of draw our attention. The wherefores and the therefores because it's, it's talking about something that be, was before. And all that we've studied in chapter 11, all that we've studied in chapter 11, now he's going to give us a why. And we want to know why sometimes, don't we? Sure. Especially our kids, they always have that question, why? Right? Uh, why do we do what we do? Well, he says, uh, wherefore, because of all those that have gone before us, wherefore, seeing also we are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, <clears throat> let us lay aside every weight and the sin that doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds. He says, uh, I think it's worthwhile to take a look at those in the past. Remember, we've already studied that faith looks backward. Uh, Faith looks into the past just as well as it's good for the present, just as well as it's good for our future. And he says, wherefore, because of them, because of this great cloud of witnesses, let us. There's two let us's 
in that verse. Uh, Let us lay aside and let us what? Run. Let us run. For the last several weeks, we've been talking about this great cloud of witnesses. We've been talking about those that ran their race before us. And it's our turn now, today, at this age, at this time, at this place. It's our time to run our race. When we've studied these lives of the folks that have gone before us, um, we may have been able to say, well, these are great stories and good for them, you know, good for Abraham, good for Sarah, good for them that they had the faith to endure and go through and to see God's work and power in their lives. But how's that affect my life? Or that's not me. And it's true that uh, what Abraham was called to do, what Sarah was called to do, what Noah was called to do, may not be what we're called to do. I mean, the, the specific things that they did in their lives. But the key is, is faith. The key is faith. And as we look at these individuals, as we look at these individuals' lives um, and how they finished their race, how they finished what God had called them to do, they can be examples to us. Would you agree with that? They can be examples to us. They're winners. These, we're talking about a race. These folks are winners. And it's important, if you're going to take an example in your life, to learn from a winner. I mean, you want to, you want to find someone that's won before you try to uh, take an example from their lives. And the interesting thing about this is when you're looking at an example of a winner, you don't really know if they've won until they've finished. That's the thing about a race is you can start really well, and that's wonderful. But winning a race is not as much about how you start as how you finish. And he's saying, hey, we're in this as the Christian walk in the Christian life. We're in this for the long haul. We're in this for the full race. And it's how we finish that matters in these individuals that have gone on before, this great cloud of witnesses, those that went on before us, have run their race and they finished. I would say when it comes to running a race, and he uses this, uh, this athletic reference here, and you know the Apostle Paul used that a lot in his letters, didn't he? About you know, uh, finishing and enduring and going through and using athletics to prove the point of persevering and going on. It it, kind of tells me that the Christian life uh, has a a bit of a, not just a physical, but a bit of a mental aspect, just like running does, doesn't it? Running has a bit of a a mental aspect to it. Um, The key here of what these winners had was faith. I would say if you were to boil it all down, I think it's pretty obvious to everyone. Hebrews chapter 11, the key is, everyone, that's what he said. By faith Abel, by faith Enoch pleased God, by faith Noah built a boat, right? By faith Abraham sojourned, by faith Abraham offered up Isaac, by faith Sarah received strength. 
right? By faith, Jacob or Isaac blessed Jacob. By faith, Joseph made mention of his bones. By faith, Moses refused. He chose. He forsook. By faith, they kept the Passover, right? By faith, they passed through the Red Sea. By faith, the walls of Jericho came down. By faith, Rahab received the, the spies with peace. And can I say this, that I've mentioned that these examples that the Lord has given us here, uh, they were winners, but they didn't always look like winners, did they? You may be, you may be here uh, this morning and just be like, man, when it comes to my spiritual run, I just feel like I'm not a winner. But none of them, you know, again, the winning is at the end. It's when you finish well. It's when you finish in faith. And you finish with the Lord. It's how you finish that really matters. And these finished by faith. These uh, by faith, they had it in their hearts. They had it in their lives. You know, in today's day and age, athletes have a power, I would say, to sell stuff. I mean, they sell clothing, advertisements. They sell all different types of drinks. They sell all kinds of stuff that has nothing to do with it. You know, like pizza or whatever. They have power to sell everything, right? But you know what you find out about these, these folks and those? That it's not about what you wear that makes you a winner. It's not about what you drink. But it's about what's inside. That's what it was. It was the faith that they had that caused them to persevere. It was the faith that they had that caused them to draw close to the Lord. It was the faith. Sometimes it's the stuff that you can't see. We would call it grit. That grit. For Christians, I think it's the same thing. I think in order for us to finish well, you know what we're going to have to have? We're going to have to have some patience. Maybe another way of saying it is we're going to have to have some endurance. We're going to have to have some endurance. And I think this endurance comes through encouragement. I think that we can be patient. We can be, have some endurance. Uh, when we uh, receive some encouragement, isn't it good to be encouraged along the way? And these great cloud of witnesses looking into the past, looking into the Old Testament examples, uh, the Bible tells us that these things, studying the life of Abraham, studying the life of Sarah, these things will give us patience or endurance. They'll give us sometimes uh, the encouragement that we need to go on. Uh, Paul says that in Romans about Abraham, he says about Abraham's imputed righteousness, he says in chapter 4, I believe, that it, it, it wasn't just written for Abraham's sake, but for our sake, to those who would receive this imputed righteousness by faith in Jesus Christ. He says later in Romans, uh, Romans chapter 15 and verse 4, for whatsoever things are written aforetime are written for our Learning that we through patience and comfort of the scripture might have hope. Do you know there's some things that we can go through in our lives that digging into maybe the life of Joseph or one of these other Old Testament saints 
that could just really give us the endurance that we need, when we see what God did for them by faith, when we see what God, how God delivered them by faith, and, and you know what we can begin to think, and it's true, if he can do it for them, if he can do it for them, they weren't perfect, they didn't always look like winners, if he can do it for them, he can do it for me. And that can be some encouragement. That might just be what you need to take that next step. Sometimes in the Christian race, that's what it's about. It's not about, you know, it's about taking that next step and continuing on, going forward with the Lord. When running a race, endurance has to take us all the way to the finish line. And for us as Christians, we know what the finish line is. It's seeing our Savior's face. That's when we know we've made it. Amen. You say, how do I know I've made it as a Christian? When you see the Lord. Amen. And then when he says, well done, now good and faithful servant. You really, wow, in the presence of God. Paul, the apostle, writing to Timothy. And 2 Timothy, his second letter to Timothy. There's quite a bit in there about Endurance. And uh, I find that interesting because this letter was written at the end of, of Paul's life. He knew that it was over. He knew that his race was finished. He knew he, he was right there at the finish line. He was about ready to give his life for preaching the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. He could see it right there. He could see the finish line. And here's what one of the things he had to say about that. He says in 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 5, But watch thou in all things. This is Paul talking to Timothy. Endure what? Afflictions. Do the work of an evangelist. In other words, tell others the gospel of Jesus Christ. Make full proof of thy ministry. And Paul says this. For I'm now ready to be offered. And the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I have finished what? My course, Paul said, hey, I ran my race, Timothy. Now it's your time. Uh, uh, Timothy, you're going to have to endure some afflictions if you're going to make it all the way to the end. He said, I did. Uh, he said, uh, I finished my course. And, he, and here's it. How, how do you know he finished his course? I, I kept the what? Say it. How did you know that Paul finished his course? He said, I kept the what? I finished. Paul finished well. He went through the afflictions. He went endured through some things and he kept his faith. Would you say uh, and agree with me that Paul was a winner? I mean, he was a winner, right? What made him a winner? He finished his course. He finished. He finished well. He said uh, to Timothy, hey, uh, take heed to this, Timothy. Uh, you're going to have to endure some afflictions. The race isn't always easy. Sometimes you're just going to have to plow through. So, can I say this? Sometimes in the Christian life, just like sometimes in a race, sometimes you're just going to have to make up your mind that you're going to keep going. I hope this is encouraging. It's meant to be encouraging. <laughs> this is, this sir, this sir, it, maybe it's going to get better. I don't know. But I started looking at some of your faces. I thought, man, I thought you'd be happier about this. No, really. Sometimes you just got to decide to keep going. You, just, you know what? I'm just going to keep going. Earlier in the letter, 
Paul says this. He says, I was willing to uh, endure some afflictions for other believers. He said in 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 10, the first part of that verse, he says, therefore I endure all things for the elect's sake. Paul said, hey, I've endured some stuff for other believers. I've endured some stuff for the church. I've endured some stuff for other Christians. And then he says this to Timothy, 2 Timothy 2, 3, Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. You know what he tells Timothy? Hey, Timothy, here's how you're going to finish well. Sometimes you're going to have to endure hardness. What makes for a good soldier? Apparently in Paul's eyes, it's endurance. It's being able to endure some afflictions. Being able to endure, endure some hardness. And I, again, that doesn't sound like fun, but that kind of leads me to the next point. That we as Christians in our race need to keep the joy set before us. A joy is important in the Christian life. Uh, joy is important in the Christian race. Like, why am I running? Wherefore? The, where, the, the why sometimes is important. Or sometimes you're like, I don't feel like enduring anymore. Why am I doing this? What am I doing? What's the joy? The joy of the Lord is our what? Strength. And I believe that the enemy would try to steal our joy. Why? Because that will break our patience, our endurance, our race. He says, keep the joy that was set before him. You know what's important in a race? And again, I'm preaching this stuff. I run a little bit because I have to. But uh, I, I am not a runner. I don't like it. It's hard to do. It's just, it's painful and it can be, I know it's a mind game because it can get boring. And, and you get tired, right? <laughs> but what we keep our eyes on are important in running. Isn't that true? What we keep our eyes on. It's not enough. Can I say this? It's, it's important to go back and, and, and be encouraged by the examples. But can I say this? It's not enough. Others are not enough. Looking at the examples of others, the encouragement of others is not enough. You know who we have to look at? You know who we have to keep our eyes on if we're going to stay in the race, if we're going to finish well? We have to keep our eyes on Jesus Christ. He says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. You know, Christ is the beginning and the end. He is the Alpha and the Omega. He is the first and the last. Jesus Christ is the ultimate example of our faith. And not just the example of our faith, He is the object of our faith. He is who we believe. It is Him who we believe in. He is the object of our faith. Again, I said faith looks into the past. By faith we, we know the world's refrained by the Word of God. It looks into the past uh, drawing encouragement from uh, uh, Old Testament uh, saints. It looks into the past. But can I say this? Uh, faith also looks into the present Jesus Christ, who is a, uh, a present help in trouble. Uh, he is with us. He is, uh, will never leave us nor forsake us. And I believe that it's important for us in running this race that we keep our eyes on Christ. I believe it's important. I believe that sometimes religion gets off, especially uh, now in the, the New Testament. 
religion can get off and end up a lot of weird places when we take our eyes off Christ. That simple. When we take our eyes off of Jesus Christ, it can, it can take us a lot of strange places. And so it's important in our own individual life and as a church corporately that we keep our eyes on Christ, looking unto Jesus. There's an Old Testament example of this in Numbers uh, chapter 21. I find it interesting. They're, they're, they're journeying the people through the wilderness. And they, uh, the Bible says at the end of verse 4 that the soul of the people was much discouraged because of the way. Do you know that, that uh, sometimes the race, just, just, just the way that we're going, uh, you can get discouraged along the way. And they were discouraged along the way. And the people began to speak against God and against Moses. I preached a message one time, the, uh, the danger of discouragement maybe, or the, it, it's contagious. Can I say this? When you're discouraged, the best thing is to talk to the Lord, not other people. Sometimes it can be contagious. Sometimes we've got to keep our, you know, you know just like I, I think I said in the message, we, we cover our mouth when we cough. We should also cover our mouth before we complain. Because it's contagious. Yeah. And so, so uh, I were laughing because we, we had a joke right before someone was complaining. We were joking about it. it was, that's the inside joke here. But I'm not preaching at you. Um, <laughs> oh, man. Anyhow, uh, <laughs> that'd be pretty bad if I was singling someone out from a conversation before, wouldn't it? It's already in the notes. No. <laughs> Uh, so, no, so, so the fiery serpents came into the congregation, came into the camp. And uh, the people said, we've sinned. And, um, and the Lord spake unto Moses. Let me find out where I want to start here. Verse 8, And the Lord said unto Moses, Take thee a fiery serpent and set it on a pole, and it shall come to pass that everyone that is bitten, when he looketh upon it, shall live. And Moses made a serpent of brass and put it on a pole. And it came to pass that if a serpent had bitten any man, when he beheld the serpent of brass, he lived. This is a picture of Jesus Christ on the cross. The one that when we look to him can take away our sins. They were poisoned. They were affected by the poison of the serpent as each individual is affected by uh, sin. Christ can take our sin by looking to Him, by faith. He can take our sin. He can take our punishment by looking to Him. Jesus said that in John chapter 3 and verse 14 through 16. He said this. He said, And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, talking back about what he happened in Numbers, even so must the Son of Man he's talking about himself, must be lifted up on the cross to be sacrificed for sin, that whoso believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. You know what he said? Hey, I must die. I must go to the cross. Why? Because everyone has been affected by this. And in looking to me, looking to Jesus, can I say a pretty simple uh, a statement here? The only way to have our sin debt taken care of is by Jesus Christ. 
the sacrifice that he made by him and him alone, looking to Jesus. But can I say this? This is salvation. And if you're here today and you've not received that salvation, today's the day. Looking to him, believing in him, trusting in him. Today's the day of salvation. But, but, but it's not just a one-time look. Yeah, salvation is once and for all. It's a, it's a giving of eternal life. But then there's a race to be run afterward. It's not just a one-time look for salvation and then go find your own way. Go make your own path. No, it's keeping him. Uh, the, this race is looking continually at Christ. Keeping him in focus at all times. When our eyes get off like Peter, you know what happens? We begin to sink. We begin to lose our way. I think that the way to win a race, the way to, be, to, to keep on track is to keep the finish line, to keep the joy of Christ, of Him, our relationship with Him in our view, it first and foremost, above all things. Have you ever, have you ever been traveling and like maybe got off on an exit to get some gas or something and then just been busy, hopped back on the highway and you're supposed to go east, but you're heading west <laughs> or south and you're heading north, huh? Has that ever happened to anybody? I mean, you're, you're making good time the wrong direction. I mean, you're just cruising along. Things are going great. And then and somewhere, somehow, you recognize, you know, either, either like, I've been here before. Or the best is when you see, like, if you're on a big trip and you see this big sign that says, Welcome to some state that you had no idea that you were going to go through. You're like, I, I, don't, I didn't think I was supposed to go through this state, right? You know the best is? Is when you, you just persevere and say, oh, I got to be going the right way. I'll just keep pressing on. Hopefully I get there, right? That isn't going to happen. We can be making good time. We can be cruising along, doing all kinds of things, but maybe heading the wrong direction. You say, what is the right direction? Who sets the right direction? Who sets the right direction? Christ is the right direction. Heading toward Him, seeking Him, growing in our walk, in our relationship with Him. This is the right direction. This is how we're to live. This is how we're to walk. This is how we're to run. This is the direction. Listen, what I'm trying to say is is salvation is not just a one-time look at Jesus Christ. But it, it becomes the direction of our life. Like, if we ask ourselves, which way are we heading? It should be toward Christ. That should be our answer as we're heading toward Him. Heading toward the Lord. He is our example as we look at Christ. You know what He did? The Bible says here in this passage that He, our example, He endured. He endured the cross. The contradiction of sinners. Why? For the joy that was set before Him. What was the joy that was set before him? Two things I could think of. The joy that was set before him was fulfilling the Father's will. And you and I. The salvation, the fellowship that he can now have that was broken because of sin with you and I, believers. This was the joy that was set before him. 
That He looked down through and He sees us. And this can be our joy. Our joy is our fellowship of, with Him and, and our fulfilling His will by seeking Him and following after Him. Not only, not only do we have the past examples of the Old Testament to encourage us to keep on in our, in our race and persevere and to have patience, but we have an ever-present Savior in this race who is with us, who will empower us, who will help us. But I find something else here in, in this race, if we're going to run it, if we're in it to win it, and that is to consider ourselves. To consider ourselves. He says, um, uh, he said we should lay aside every weight and the sin that does so easily beset us. I think it's safe to say that if you're running a marathon, you're going to pack light. Right? That like the less weight that I'm carrying on me, maybe the farther I can go. The farther I can go. And there are things in our Christian life that can hinder us. Would you agree to that? And, and, and I don't think that I have to get right down into specific things. Because if you have the Holy Spirit living inside of you, you, you probably are already thinking of a couple on your own. The besetting sins. The things that keep tripping you up. The things that keep stopping you. The things that keep hindering that walk and relationship with Him that hinders our faith. We should look at our lives and our walk and relationship with Christ as a race to be won. As a race that we want to, not that we're racing anyone else, but that we're coming closer to Him, that we want to finish well, that we want to hear that well done, thou good and faithful servant. You know what I find is interesting here in running a race? Uh, it's not about what we accumulate. Sometimes we think that that's what life's about, isn't it? But here it's a little bit more about what we lay off than what we put on. He said, hey, lay off some of these things. Put off some of these things. Uh, lay off these hindrances, these sins that so easily beset us. You know the thing about besetting sins, my besetting sins, and your besetting sins? You know the thing about them? Is they are hard to lay off. I mean, that's why they're called besetting. <laughs> I mean, this is a, it's not just, it's, it's going to be a little struggle. It's going to take faith. This isn't just something that you're going to decide and, 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 and it's, you know, this is going to be something that you're struggling. There may be a little endurance here. There may be some patience here. There may be a constantly a confessing of the same thing. You know, it may, be this, it, it may be you're here this morning and you've been hindered. You feel like you've fallen in your, in your race. And it may be the thing that caused you to fall last time. And it may be the thing that caused you to fall the time before that. And the time before that. And you're like, man, this is a pattern. Right. But by faith and the power of God, He can help. Don't quit. That's it. That's what I'm, I guess that's what I'm trying to encourage you here on the endurance part is don't quit. Don't just say, well, that's who I am. That's what. No, the Lord's still working in your life. He's still working. He was working on Moses all the way through. Wasn't He? That's what I learned about Moses. Is he was working on a lot of these folks all the way till the very end. And he's still working on me. Thankfully. He hasn't quit. So why should I? So keep it up. Keep it up. Don't settle. Sometimes Christians settle in their Christian 
walk or race. Don't settle. Say, I want the best. I want what God has for me. I want to go all the way with the Lord. Don't settle. Confessing and forsaking, laying it off, getting Christ in focus. Can I say this? And this might be the reason why uh, I, I preached this message this morning. It's just to tell someone, don't give up. Don't quit. In Galatians chapter 6 and verse 3, the Bible says, Let us not be weary in well-doing. You know, sometimes the race will get you weary, even trying to do right. Don't be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap what? If we faint not. Keep going. You know, we all need encouragement from time to time. We really do. Even encouragers need encouragement from time to time. And here's the encouragement. Don't give up. Don't quit. Get, maybe it's, maybe it's we've got to get the focus back on the Lord. Maybe it's we've got to get, uh, confess some sin, lay some things off, something that we've laid off many times before, but we've got to do it again. Maybe it's that. Back in, in uh, Hebrews 12 and verse 3, and we'll, we'll close with this. He says, consider him, consider Christ, that hath endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be, what? Weary and faint in your minds. We said this last week. Many times the battle's in the mind. Many times the battle's in the mind. He says, looking to Jesus, it's possible in this race to get weary. But the endurance that we can have comes in the mind. The patience that we have must come in the mind. The encouragement that comes to cause us not to faint, to cause us to keep going, to cause us to stay with it. I think of the verse in Isaiah, chapter 26 and verse 3. The Bible says, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee. Maybe another way of looking at it is looking unto Jesus. Keeping our mind stayed on him. Keeping our eyes fixed on the Lord. Keeping our, our focus on him because he trusteth. And the, what are we trusting in? What are we trusting in? You know, I, I would get really, I'll be honest with you, if it was dependent upon me to be the winner, if it was dependent on me to finish well, I would get discouraged from time to time. I would think, I can't do it. I'm being honest. There'd be times I'd look and say, I, this is, I can't do it. But you know what? It's him. It's Christ that's going to do it in us and through us. It's by His power and His strength and His might that we can, trusting in Him, giving it to Him, surrendering to Him. You know what that will help us do? It will help us keep our mind. It will help us to say it's the Lord. I'm looking to Him. In other words, I'm trusting the Lord to do this. I'm trusting the Lord to help me finish well. I'm, help, I'm trusting the Lord to help me finish my race. Looking to Jesus. We can look at those examples of the Old Testament saints. Maybe you're here and you are a little discouraged. Can I, can I, can I suggest these three points? Maybe, maybe take one of these Old Testament saints and study their life. And try and draw some encouragement from, from these. Maybe it's, uh, the discouragement has come because we've gotten our eyes off the Lord. Maybe we've stumbled. Maybe we've fallen. Maybe... Maybe it's something that you already knew, 
that you just got to lay off. There's some things every now and again we just got to say, you know what, this is just a weight. This is just something I've got to lay it off. I've got to put it off. I've got to put it behind me by faith, by the power of the Lord. As Dan comes and leads us in a song, this is a time of decision. As we finish this series of by faith, here's what I say. Here's what I believe. I believe that the Old Testament saints, the men and women then, yeah, they were special. But what made them special was God. They, they were ordinary people that did extraordinary things because of faith. And I, and I think that's true for us. I, I don't. I, not for a second do I believe that you and I uh, are coming behind on any of them. We have the indwelling spirit of God if we've been saved. We have the word of God. We have all the, the ability to live the life that God's called for us to live it out for our families. For those around us, can I say this? You can make it. I'm not just trying to falsely encourage you, but you can. You can make it. You can finish well by the power of God in us. And we, we as a church, can, can be faith-filled. We're closing this series, but hopefully we're just starting a new series in the church of men and women of faith that just believe God. Just believe God. Just believe that he can do anything. You say, I've got some impossible things in my, in my family. Believe God. I've got some possible things uh, that I'm facing. Believe God. Believe him for the past. Believe him for the present. Believe him for the future. I would that God's people would, would just believe him. I would that I would. Why? It would help us to finish well. Finish strong. Finish. And here, when we enter into his presence, well done, thou good and faithful servant. You may be here this morning and and you've never received Christ. You've never looked to him for that salvation. Today's the day. Today's the day. Would you today receive Christ as your Lord and Savior? Thanks for taking the time to listen today. We'd love to hear from you and learn how you've been encouraged or challenged by this podcast. Please leave a comment on the Contact Us page on our website, or you could write to us at P.O. Box 641, Springboro, Ohio, 45066. Feel free to visit us anytime that you're in the Springboro, Ohio area.